0: Hi, this is Elliot Fishman and welcome to the March 2016 CTSS quiz. We have 10 excellent cases for you and without any further ado, let's get started. This is an interesting case. The patient had abdominal pain and if you look very carefully, what you see just to the right of midline is evidence of a patient's intussusception and if you look really hard, you can see a mass present. There's also a mass by the ileocecal valve. This patient had a history of melanoma and what you're looking at is small bowel intussusceptions. That was the cause of the patient's pain. Uh, interestingly, melanoma is one of the common malignancies that metastasizes to small bowel and can present with multiple intersceptions at the same time. Another one that can do that is lymphoma. This patient presented with chest pain and the question is what's the best diagnosis? The key to this case is looking at the left atrium and right atrium and you see a pouching from the left atrium into the right atrium. It's very well defined so it's not going to be an ASD because then you would see a flow of contrast. Here it's a bulge of contrast. It's not an infarct of the left atrium and it's not a sequela of an ASD repair. It's a classic appearance of an atrial septal aneurysm. In most cases they're asymptomatic and it's a finding you would see on CT particularly with a gated acquisition and is very nicely shown here on the axial and on the sagittal views. This is an interesting case. Look at the images carefully. What you see is fluid throughout the abdomen but it's not the classic ascites of low-density fluid. This is higher density. It also has mass effect in the sense that it's pushing the bowel away. It's also causing very subtle lesions on the liver surface and splenic surface. And this is the classic appearance of pseudomyxoma peritonei. Pseudomyxoma peritonei is due to a number of things, Uh, appendiceal mucosal, appendiceal carcinoma, colon cancer, biliary tract cancer. This is not due to hemorrhagic ascites which would be high density or fluid overload which might give you lots of ascites which is pure fluid density, and this appearance I guess one can consider carcinomatosis, pseudomyxoma peritonei as a form of carcinomatosis, but just when I ask for the best description, this mass effect appearance, also very faint calcifications is consistent with pseudomyxoma peritonei due to a mucinous tumor in this case, which was a colon cancer. I'm showing you this case because I kind of like the appearance. You see a cystic and solid mass in the left kidney, you see its vascularity, and you see on the MIP imaging the neovascularity within the lesion, which is an upper pole left renal mass. This is not the appearance of a lipid poor AML. The vascularity is just too irregular. And mess tumors can be cystic and solid, but now with that funny vessel papillary renal cell carcinomas are tumors of the kidney, as are clear cells, but clear cells are the ones that are typically vascular, Hounsfield unit range over 100 or 130, and prominent neovascularity, and this is a classic example of a cystic and solid clear cell renal cell carcinoma. This case, I just wanted you to look carefully at the case because I'm asking you what the incidental finding is. So you look hard, you look at the kidneys, perhaps I was suggesting a renal cell. You look at the mesentery, maybe I was suggesting a mesenteric mass, but as you look carefully, there is a fatty tumor in the third portion of the duodenum, seen nicely on both the axial and coronal views. lipomas are not uncommon incidental findings, and in fact, lipomas of the bowel are not uncommon. In most cases, they're purely incidental. When they get large enough, they can lead to an intussusception. When they get large enough, they can ulcerate and also cause GI bleeding. This is a great case. One of the best examples I've seen of this entity. Look at the axial views and look at the coronal. You can see a mass along the lesser curvature of the stomach that's purely a fat density. This is a classic example of a gastric lipoma. Liposarcomas of the stomach must be incredibly rare. I can't even think of one, but when you have a liposarcoma, the fat has little swirls within it. It's not a gastric carcinoid tumors. Those are hypervascular. And similarly, gastric ectopic tissue, maybe ectopic pancreatic tissue, for example, you might consider, but that is also vascular. This is a fatty lesion consistent with a gastric lipoma. This is an interesting case. This patient had a history of a gastric cancer, posterior wall, which is actually hard to see here. But this patient presented with abdominal pain, and you look hard, there's high-density material in the stomach, and perhaps you say, well, maybe it's something the patient ate, but you can see it doesn't really look like food. It looks more like high-density fluid, and I guess one would have to suggest the possibility of blood in this patient. Then when you look harder on the arterial and venous phase imaging, and particularly on the venous phase imaging, you can see a jet of blood coming from the posterior aspect of the stomach going toward the left side. It's barely seen on the arterial phase, but very well seen on the venous phase. This was active bleed from an ulceration in the posterior gastric wall mass. Um, Again, good example of how easy it is to miss a GI bleed, but even in the stomach, again, from the arterial phase, it's very subtle, but if you looked only arterial, you would need to explain that high density, and if you're uncertain, and as our typical protocol is arterial venous, it made the diagnosis very easy. Unfortunately, I only could show you two images in this case. The rest of the images were also spectacular, and you can see that I've circled the lesion to really make it clear to see. This is an interesting case, 20-year-old male, what's the best diagnosis? Large retroperitoneal mass, fairly homogeneous, not very vascular, displacing the aorta to the right and the kidney to the left. Liposarcomas are a possibility. The patient's kind of young. We say liposarcomas have fat, but sometimes they have minimal fat, so theoretically it's a possibility. Tuberculosis can give nodes, peritoneal thickening, and enhancement, but that's not the appearance. I guess lymphoma is a possibility, but typically you see multiple nodes present, not just a homogeneous mass. And this was biopsied, and this was a germ cell tumor consistent with a pure seminoma. I have to admit, when you see periodic masses in younger patients, you need to think about uh, germ cell tumors. This was a bit unusual in that it was so homogeneous, and in fact, oh so large. This is a great case, patient with the right lower quadrant pain, what's the diagnosis? You see a distended loop of bowel and you look carefully and you say, well, small bowel is distended and then there's like a track and a twist and you realize you're looking at the cecum and the cecum is twisted on itself. Beautiful example of a cecal volvulus which was eventually reduced. Is not an interception, it's not simply Crohn's disease causing the narrowing or ischemic bowel. I don't see evidence of ischemia at this point, but you see a beautiful example of a distal small bowel obstruction caused by a volvulus of the patient's cecum. I believe that volvulus can be very difficult to diagnose on CT. It's really a tricky diagnosis, though here we were able to do it very nicely. Here's a great case, axials and coronal mass composed mainly of fat. I guess if you look at the axials, you would wonder how extensive it is and could this be a liposarcoma? When you look at it, its entirety, particularly the coronal views, you've got to be thinking adrenal myelipoma. not uncommon, often consists of lots of fat, typically an incidental finding. This is not the appearance of adrenal sarcoma. It's well-defined, so it's not going to be a liposarcoma of the retroperitoneum, and it's too low density for adrenal carcinoma. Occasionally, adrenal carcinomas can have fat within them, but not the entire lesion. So that's a really nice example of adrenal myelipoma. Very, very classic. So with that, I've now given you 10 excellent cases. Hopefully, you got them all correct. But even if you didn't get them correct, hopefully, you learned something from each of the cases. And with that... We'll see you at next month's April 2016 quiz. Have a great day.